Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. Boys, a good start this to the season for Liverpool. 3-0 winners against Norwich City. And I think a thoroughly convincing performance. Deej, we'll start with you. What was your standout from the game and, and, and how do you think Liverpool did overall? So I didn't expect anything less in this first game. I, I did predict a 3-0 win unless Campwell started and then I predicted 3-1. That nearly <laughs> came true right at the end without <laughs> Alisson's heroics. It definitely would have been... Um, well, I, th- I think we're in for an exciting season. I think my biggest takeaway from this game is we we are still missing three or four people who would would walk into this team in in Robbo, mm. Henderson, Thiago, and I know Gomez is is back. He was on the bench, uh, and we don't sub off centre backs. But again, I think he, he'd probably get the nod ahead of Matip uh, nine times out of ten. Mm. And we haven't even seen Canate yet, so it it's, looks like it's set up to be a good season for us based on this result. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd agree with you. I think that the likes of Roberts and Henderson uh, and, and Gomez, Canate to come into the side is is always a positive. I think that's probably been a criticism of this Liverpool team is is the lack of depth. So having those options to come back, I think, is really good. Adam, how impressed were you with this Liverpool side today? Um, I mean, I was, like, I was really impressed. But as, as DJ already said, it was... I, I expected nothing less, really. Mm. Um you know, as mentioned before, we've 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 tended to do quite well against Norwich in previous games. Uh, I think the fact that they don't try and sit deep and, and frustrate us definitely helps that. Um, but I just, I just for me, I think I was more excited by again DJ alluding to the to the fact that this this isn't a full strength Liverpool team. Yeah, we still have Robertson to come back. We there's there's, there's Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho to just come in and start a game. Um, and uh, and you know we we made it look easy at times, um, and yeah, overall just I'd, yeah, literally it was it's 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 hard when to to be I guess like over the top excited when you expected it, but you know it was it was a brilliant start. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Simo, again, just to, to conclude on this first part, you know, how happy were you to, with this Liverpool performance? 
Buzzing, uh, very much in the same sort of vein of the boys. Uh, it was expected. I predicted 4-1. Dage was straight in there, but he's, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was bang on with the 3-0 prediction, so uh, well done to him. Um, I thought we might concede, and we were, we were really, really close to it, um, minus a, a wonder save uh, from, from Alisson and a, a, a big scramble. Uh, but, you know, when I mean, you've got like a, a world-class keeper in between the sticks, those sort of saves happen. Um, I thought we were excellent front to back. I was massively impressed with Nabicator. I thought he settled in so, so well. I hope this is an Nabicator. If we, if we could get this Nabicator all season, then I didn't think I would say this. We won't really miss Gina Wijnaldum. If we get mm. this Nabicator all season... We will not miss Gene Manaldum. I think Ox on the other side struggled a little bit. Um, and we talked a little bit about this in the um, total Liverpool chat, where I kind of thought Naby Keita definitely has the easier side in the pitch in terms of like um, the players on his side aren't going to be demanding the ball as much as um, Salah and Trent. And um, Salah and Trent are, are world-class players. They're players that demand the ball because they completely back themselves to be the best player on the pitch. You can guarantee that Salah mm-hmm. backs himself as the best player on the pitch and Trent probably does the same as well. Ox really needs to fight to get the ball on that side. I think he needs to be more demanding, needs to be more confident, put himself into positions to receive the ball. Um, he wasn't bad by any means. I just don't think he's shone in the same way that Navigator did. I think James Milner put in a completely competent perform- performance in that midfield. I spoke a little bit on our last podcast, I know I was a little bit. I wanted either Hendo or Fab um, in that midfield. I was obviously proven wrong by that because they were obviously um, they did the job completely. The midfield three of of Ox, Naby, and Milner, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be more pleased, mate. I couldn't, I couldn't really be more pleased with how today went. Yeah, I think I think you sort of hit the hell on the head, uh, hit the nail on the head there, Simo. I think it was a it was a professional performance from Liverpool. I thought Ox was. In and out of the game, I thought Naby did really well. Liverpool, I think, struggled until Fabinho came on. And I think you really see the difference of this Liverpool side when Fabinho is in this team. Deej, how happy were you with the the, the the step up when the substitutions came, when Fabinho and Firmino came on? How happy were you to see that this Liverpool side does have a bit of depth in it? And, you know, even though they were winning, substitutions come on and, and uh, Liverpool go into another gear. Was that Was that a positive for you? It's definitely a positive to know that we've got that kind of, not that they will always be on the bench, but that we've got that kind of quality to pull off the bench. Even with mm. Elliot coming on for a cameo towards the end as well, he, he showed some pretty exciting stuff. Uh, I mean, like Simo said, I think Cater was good today. I, I don't by any means think we've seen the best of him yet. I think he was just solid. Uh, with, with Ox as well, when he came off, I, I don't think he had a bad game. He did put himself in some good positions to receive a yeah. pass. But uh, the play down that side is always going to go through through Trent and Salah, isn't it? Uh, but Bobby and, and and Fabs, having not had a, a full preseason, coming back from the Copa America, uh, Fabinho was solid. Not only in the defensive uh, defense defensive aspect, but he also got involved in and around the box as well. Uh, especially when we were sort of trapped up in that right hand corner uh, for a little while. Uh, and Bobby, I mean, he's back, isn't he? Bobby's back. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, do you agree? Do you think Bobby's back? Uh, I mean, look, of course he is. It was always going to be a case again. Um, I think we spoke a, a little bit about it last season when we were talking about Bobby being a showman. You know, he's the kind of player that he, he turns up when the fans are there, and and he was probably one of the players that missed not having the fans around more than probably not just anyone else in the team, but but probably up there right with uh, anyone else in the league. 
Um, just to add on to, to Deej's point about the, the Fabinho substitution as well, though, mm. I, I thought he was so important to, to, to this game. I think he came on at, at the most perfect time. Um, we, we were looking for a second goal, I, I thought. As soon as he came on, he came on at a time where Norwich was starting to have a little bit of a spell just a few minutes before, where they were starting to, you know, just have a little go at us and, you know, this getting, getting on top and having some decent possession. Fabinho came on and the game completely changed. Liverpool took control of the midfield. Um, the possession was completely in our favour from that point. And we didn't, apart from obviously the the save that Alisson made, the, there was nothing from Norwich from that point on. Um, I thought Fabinho was, was excellent. Hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that just shows the quality of Jurgen Klopp as well. Knowing that his side's under a little bit of pressure, you've got a lead, but you'd need to, to sort of hold on to that lead while strengthening it. And Fabinho comes on. And like you both said, you know, he, he brings not just defensive qualities, but I think that, I think we've seen that, you know, a couple of minutes after he come on, the, the defence splitting passes as well. Fabinho is, is quite underrated, I think, at those long sort of balls through, through the defence. And he showed that again today. Simo, just a quick change of subject. How happy were you to see Virgil van Dijk come through 90 minutes unscathed? Oh, extremely happy. I think he took his post-match interview very, very well, man. And then mm. the um, the interview, whoever did it, actually uh, made a really, really good point. 300 days um, since Virgil van Dijk uh, played a competitive match, which is huge, which is, which is absolutely huge. I mean, he played off a sort. And I was very much in the same vein of um, throw him in, just throw him in at the deep end. I'm not for subbing centre backs, it's, mm. unless it's needed, unless it's injury or like you know someone's having a lovering against Spurs, it's like <laughs> it's not it's not on the um it's not on the cards for me. Um, subbing centre backs, uh, Virgin Matip uh, are uh, probably up there in my favourite pairing. I just think they suit each other so so well. And we were talking, me and Deej were talking about this before you guys arrived into the chat. It was. I think Matip, like, when we changed from, like, a counter-attacking base side to a possession-based side, Joe Matip changed to a completely different player. He's so good on the ball. He's so good at bringing out the ball. He's so good at passing the ball. He's big and strong. I wish we could have a Joe Matip from five years ago in this Liverpool mm. side because he is, he's, he's a superb player. I really I really can't speak highly enough about him. And I think when he's played next to Birch, those two together, you know, when we were on our Champions League run, when we were on our Premier League winning run, they were just so vital to all of that Um can Joe Matic play, you know, 40 games in a season? No, he can't really, but we'll probably get about 20 or 30 out of Joe Matic. And uh, the way Jürgen usually plays Matic when he's on a run is he normally just plays Matic until he can't really play anymore. And that, <laughs> he when you look back, to do that, yeah. Yeah, when you look back at the last sort of three or four, that's generally the way Klopp tends to manage Matic because he's best when he's match sharp. And generally, you, you need to get match sharp to get the best out of him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that we have a Joe Gomez and a Kanate not on the pitch. That's scary to me mm. that we have those quality of centre-backs, like not on the pitch. Um, yeah, from a defensive position, I did pre- predict before we um, came into this match uh, on our last episode that, that we might leak one just because it's the beginning of the season. We're not entirely sharp. Uh, but we um, we looked as if we could uh, see this game out. We looked like looked like champions in this game and um, yeah I, I was happy with everything front to back essentially I was, I was happy with today 
There we go. Happy with that. Deej, um, just again, a quick one on the defence. How happy were you with Costos Samiskas' performance? He only played six minutes last season in the Premier League and, well, you know, he, he quadrupled a million his uh, his minutes this in this game alone. <laughs> um, how happy with you with, with his performance as a stand-in for Andy Robertson? I think it was a good first start. It was a good first start. I think defensively, he showed there's still a bit of weakness there in his game. He mm. made a few mistakes, uh, dawdled on the ball a little bit, misplaced a few passes in dangerous areas. Luckily, big verge alongside him to help him clean those things up. But going forward, he was insane. I have no problems with, with really anything he did going forward. Uh, he, he tested Krull as well uh, with an absolutely did, yeah. fierce drive. Uh one that I, I wouldn't even expect from Robbo, especially towards the near post. Robbo always ends for that, aims for that back post when he's got that shot on. But uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed. I I didn't know what to make of him uh, after only seeing him for six minutes last season, as you say. <laughs> um, preseason, he looked pretty good, but you can only put so much stock in preseason. So for me, it was always a risk. Uh, I think Milner may, might have been the more sensible choice to start in that position today. But you've got to, we've, we've got the boy, we've got to give him minutes, right? So. Uh, what better team than Norwich to put him out against? And and I have to say, I'm, I'm not disappointed. Those mistakes that he made in defence, they can be remedied in training. Uh, yeah. I think it's more of a, a mindset change that he needs because uh, standing in your own box, looking around for a pass with the ball two yards away from you for, for 30 seconds, uh, that's something that's going to have to be hammered out of him. But yeah, not really too many problems. I, th- I, th- I was happy. Jake, just before we move to Adam... Um... I think Deej makes some excellent, excellent points there of how good he was in certain areas and just some areas they hammered out. There was mm. one for me when he was like by the byline and he misplaced a pass directly into Norwich's box. Yeah. Um, and I think in another day, we can see the goal from a counter-attack from that. Yeah. Um, and I just think like those things, if, you, if they can eliminate, if he can eliminate these sort of things, like the same as Deej mentioned in his game, I, th- I just think he could actually be a genuine backup to Andy Robertson or, I think everybody rates as one of the best left backs on the planet, which is saying a lot for the man. Which is saying a lot for the man. On you go, mate. Yeah, no, no, I'd, I'd agree with your points there, boys. I mean, for someone that that played, you know, six minutes of football last season, to come in for Andy Robertson, who Timo, like you mentioned, is is arguably the best left back in the world, to come into that team and and. You know, he made a couple of mistakes, but for someone with you know, lacking match sharpness, I don't think he put a foot wrong. Going forward, he, he definitely was impressive. You know, he had some really good chances and some good crosses into the box. Adam, I know uh, you were really happy with Alisson's save. How impressed were you sort of with, with the defence and, and and the sort of defensive showing as a whole? Um, I'd look again, really impressed. But it, as, as we mentioned before, it's something you kind of expected. Like it was... It was a weird one, and I think Deej actually mentioned it on the last podcast where he said, if we're going to throw Virgil van Dijk into a game, Mm. what better game than this one? Um, And it showed to be spot on because although although we were really good defensively, there wasn't a whole lot to do, really. You know, it it was just a pretty... Um, I obviously we'll we'll come on to the player ratings maybe a bit later on, but I I think everyone in the defense just had like a, a pretty solid game. Um, no one really massively stood out for me, but um, you know, I, no one, no one, like, again, apart from those couple of mis- mistakes from uh, from Timikas, it, it, it was it was a you know just a nailed on solid performance from from everyone in the back line. 
Um, and then, you know, as, as you mentioned before, Alison with the wonder save. Uh, pro- probably Unbelievable, it, wasn't it? It was, it was insane, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, that, it was one of those where you, you sort of don't know how the ball hasn't actually ended up in the back of the net. <laughs> only, <laughs> only Ali saves that. Like, only <laughs> him makes that oh, yeah. save. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it was a phenomenal save. But Adam, you alluded to it. With the player ratings, so we'll start with you. Can we have your player ratings for Allison and the back four, please? Um, okay, for Allison, I think the uh, the the save alone for Allison probably has to bump him up for a, a, a couple of ratings at least. <laughs> I'm gonna be quite generous, although he didn't have a lot to do. I'm gonna give Allison an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, just I I, th- I think he was, he was he was quality where we needed him to be. Um, Across the back line, again, like as I said, everyone had a, a very solid game. No one really stood out mm. uh, uh, too much for me, so I, I'd probably give sevens across uh, across the whole back four, just to there make it go. nice and easy. Sevens, Deej, any deviation from that? Nope, exactly the same. Sevens across for the back four and, and, and an eight for Ali. Uh, I think if if he hadn't have had that stint at the end where, where he did have to sort of save our, save our hides a little bit, uh, I think he'd probably have just been given a six because he didn't really have much to do. But mm. uh, yeah, his his heroics there definitely bump him up to an eight. His distribution was was quality all day as well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Simo, any changes from the eight for Allison and sevens for the rest of the back four? Um, eight for Allison and an eight for Trent Alexander and Arnold as well. As I just think he, he oozed confidence in this game. He really did ooze confidence. I just because uh, he took an injury and had a knock at the Euros as well. I just think. It just looked so in command, so in command, mm. and defensively as well. Defensively, it was it was a different. It was. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. as if he's kind of like seen what the pundits and stuff have been saying about. Or he just put in a fantastic defensive performance. Um, yeah, uh, so eight for Ali, eight for Trent, um, sevens across the back line for me. Adam, back to you. The midfield three. What are you giving them a rating for? Uh the. Start. Are we doing point fives or are we just doing rounds? Yeah, point five if you need to. You could do a point five. So Milner, uh, uh, we'll start with I'll... the Milner, Ox, and Cater, and then yeah. you can come um, on to Fabinho and, uh, and Elliot. After I'll that. give I'll give Milner a seven. I thought I thought again he, he was sort of it's just solid performance from Milner. Uh, Nabi K. Oh, have we lost Adam? <laughs> I, th- I think I've lost Adam. <laughs> Yeah, I think Adam's actually dropped off there. Uh, Deej, oh, I know back. he's back. Is he back? Hello. Are we good? We're good. Yeah, there we go. He's back. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> um, where did I get up to? Sorry. We didn't hear any anything yeah, from your midfield. Start your ratings again, yeah. mate. Start, start right. your um, I, I, I'm giving Milner a seven. Um, I think Milner, it was a solid performance from him. Again, didn't didn't really put a foot wrong, um, but but nothing too special. Again, just a solid performance. Uh, Nabi Keita, I give a 7.5. Um, he was probably the best midfielder out of the bunch, in my opinion. Um, it was it was a very Wijnaldum kind of performance from Nabi Keita as well, I thought. I um, thought that. I, I, I was impressed with him. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, I'd... <laughs> I'd probably give him a six. Like I thought, I thought he was okay. Um, we spoke about it a little bit in the chat, obviously beforehand. I think I don't. I don't think he got on the ball enough to really show us what he could do. Um, and as Simo said earlier, look, it's it's always going to be difficult. More sorry, more difficult playing on that side when you've got Trent and Salah that are constantly demanding the ball. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Deej, what are your thoughts on that midfield three? Mostly in agreement there as well. Seven, seven for Millie, solid as you'd expect from Mister Reliable. 
classic uh, Milner think, performance, yeah. wasn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ox Ox getting a six is is fair, slightly above average. Uh, didn't really do anything wrong, but was quite quiet the whole way throughout. Uh, I think I give Cater an extra half point though, push him up to an eight. I think primarily because of the fact that he got so many minutes, which is rare mm. for him. Uh, and he actually lasted as long as he did because what, what was it the uh, 81st minute I think it was yeah. wasn't it no that's when Elliot came on uh, before that it was uh, oh uh, oh yeah he did come on Elliot came on for Cater didn't he yeah that's right it was the 81st yeah. minute. minute yeah yeah. so uh, yeah I, I think 81 minutes for somebody who's notoriously injury prone is is impressive enough to, to get that extra half point for him uh, and he, he does look like a positive force for our midfield Uh not quite the same as Genie, but ha- definitely has some of the same qualities. And you can see that him and Sadio are starting to build up a nice a nice understanding between them. Uh, I think there's only more positive stuff to come from that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought for Naby to get, you know, 80, 81 minutes, 80 minutes is, is positive for him. I'd agree with you both. I think that he did have a very Genie-like performance. You know, he, he was solid defensively, which I think one of the criticisms of Navigator is that, you know, he's very good going forward, but defensively he doesn't offer too much. I thought he was good. Ox, again, you know, he didn't really do anything wrong, but he didn't really offer that much. I th- I'd agree with you both. I think, you know, going forward, Ox is, is, a, is, a, is a very good player. And Millie... Millie was Millie, you know. Millie doesn't deviate from a, a 7 out of 10 too often. Um, Simo, do you have any changes to those, uh, that, that midfield three? Uh, very much the same. Very much the same um, in as DJ. I, really I was really, really impressed with um, Sadio Mane. Um, no, it's not Sadio Mane, sorry. Um, Navigators link up with Sadio Mane. Um, mm. They always have a great relationship off the pitch. Uh, which I think it sort of helps. I, it did seem as if things went nice and smooth down the left hand side, and that definitely mm. helped. That definitely helped um, Naby's performance. Oh man, I just, I'm just fingers crossed that we <laughs> could just get this Naby care for the rest of the season. Please, just let us get our money's worth out of this boy because he's such a fantastic talent. I just don't want to see him injured again this season. Um, Ox has the difficult, diff- the the more difficult job out the two of them. Uh, he is on. He's he's on the side with superstars, <laughs> Salah and Trent. They're just world class players. They want the ball whenever it's available, you know. And Ox really needs to stamp himself into that. Um, Jordan Henderson does a really really good job because he is the captain of the team. He can pretty much demand the ball when he wants and dictate the tempo that way. Um, players like Ox don't really have that license to kind of demand the ball off those sort of world class players but yeah I think it was it was positive for Ox I would say a 6 is a solid rating for him um, 7 you could just put James Milner down as a 7 for the rest of the season you're probably right <laughs> um, uh, nah but I just want to see that for uh, and for the uh, Har- young Harvey Elliott and um, Fabinho uh, both 7s for me I thought Harvey Elliott's ambitious run as soon as he came on straight into the box um, he was super excitable he obviously wanted to come on and make an impact which is great to see which is, which is super to see um, yeah We'll come on to the subs. We'll come on to the subs. Don't talk about them too much. Boys, the front three, Deej, we'll quickly start with you. Salah, Jota and uh, Sadio Mane, what are your ratings for the front three? Yep, so so Jota, uh, maybe a little bit controversially, I think I'm going to give him a 6.5. He wasn't Mm -hmm. very involved in the game at all, even though he got a goal. Uh, At the time when he got his goal, he'd only had six touches of the ball the the entire game, which was the lowest on the pitch including Norwich's 11 as well. Um, definitely some signs of, uh, of Jota sort of kicking off where he, where he started for us last season. Um, 
that that run we got brought down by Cantwell. Uh, got Cantwell the yellow card. Definitely exciting. Um, but outside of his goal and that moment there, didn't really see enough of him. I don't think for him to to warrant any more than about a six and a half. Um, Mane though, even though he didn't get on the score sheet, he looked really sharp. Yeah, he um, did. Yeah. I think if you replaced Simcast with Robbo there, we'd have seen like Mane unleashed, if you like, uh, on that left-hand side. Um, mm. so I think with Mane, I'll probably give him a seven and a half. Uh, and then the difficulty here, because in my notes, I've written down Salah is perfect. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I'm reluctant to give anyone a 10 unless they've literally blown my socks off. So I think, I think I'll give Salah a nine for his two assists and, and a goal. And I think if you were to ask him, especially with some of his reactions, he'd probably agree. There's yeah. two, two or three other chances that by his reaction, you can tell he he, he should have buried those chances. Um, so yeah, I think I think that a six and a half for Jota, a seven and a half for Mane and a, and a nine for Salah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, like you say, Diego Jota actually, you know, apart from his goal and, and drawing a couple of fouls, didn't offer too much, but you know, six touches and a goal. I'll take that every week from Diego Jota if, if that's what he's offering. I'm more than happy to to accept that. Adam, how happy were you with the front three? Um, I get it. I'm just, just echoing um, what Dee just said, really. I, I had the exact same. It was a, a six and a half for Jota, a seven and a half for Mane and a nine for Salah. Um, again, like Dij, I'm, I'm quite reluctant to give someone a 10 <laughs> unless they have, like, you know, had the performance of a lifetime. Um, I think two assists and a goal is it is almost it's, it's almost there, isn't it? Yeah, but then again, like you <laughs> um, say, it's every week at this rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> apart from the course, you know, yeah. he was yeah. solid quality once again. Um, I, I again echoing exactly what D said. I, I think Sadio Mane was was brilliant. He was causing some real troubles down that left hand side. I actually thought he linked up with Timekas really well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the, the, there was no no Andy Robertson connection there, so he, he's had to had to adapt and and uh, and get used to playing alongside him as, as a left back too. I thought he did really well. Uh, so seven point five for for Mane and and look again with Jota. I, I, I don't I, it, yeah six point five. Look, it's not a bad rating. I don't think Jota had a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the goal is he, he was in the right place at the right time. Perfect striker's instinct, if you want to want to call it that. Um, it was I think I think similarly to Oxlade Chamberlain, the problem with Jota was he just he just struggled to really get involved and, and, and get on the ball. So that that's 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 the only reason why I've given him a six point five. No, Simo, much change from that for you? No, I was going to be really controversial and come on and give uh, Jota a six point five or a six or something, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was kind of um, took took out my hands, uh, if you will. But um, I was glad to see the boys uh, they, they agree with me. I mean, if you are the centre forward for Liverpool, you're expected to perform at a certain level, and scoring a goal in a world class side isn't necessarily enough. Um, and I think that was shown when Bobby came on, and he was just so involved. He was just everywhere. Um, but Jota needs to add that to his game and maybe I understand that he, he kind of likes to be out on the left-hand side and kind of cut mm. in I understand that but you need to be slightly more versatile on the Liverpool side and I will say that to anybody who's watched Liverpool for any sort of time in the front three you can find Salah, Bobby Firmino or Mane on any side of the pitch at any time they switch in between regularly you will often there was a time where uh, Bobby was out on the left Mane was through the middle and um, I think he even counted Manny out in the right at one point. Um, and 
you know, Bobby comes on, he's sitting in the number six, he's sitting in the midfield, passing the ball out and running on here. He really does create that goal for himself in a sense. He creates a chance that doesn't come off and then he's in the box and finishing and it's just it's just exquisite Bobby Firmino. Um and I just still rate him so much as one of the most complete footballers in our squad and I just think we are such a better side without him, uh, within, with, with him in the squad, sorry. I mean, it's when we are without him, I just think we really notice it more than any other player on the, the pitch, and that's including uh, Manny and Salah. I just, I could always tell when watching Liverpool with the Ben were missing, Bobby didn't miss those two because he's just, for me, such a complete footballer. Yeah, do you know what? I, I'd agree with you. I think Firmino is probably one of the most underrated players in the league. A lot of people don't understand what Firmino brings to this Liverpool side. And, you know, he came on for, what, you know, 25 minutes today, 30 minutes, and, and he completely changed the way Liverpool play. Like you say, Samo, the way he drops into midfield, the way he goes out on the right, the left, you know, left back, right back to pick that ball up and, and drive with it and make those passes. I think Bobby Firmino is, you know, he is one of the best players in the world. And, and there's a reason that, that he's held so highly at, in, in such high regard at Liverpool. And it's because of, you know, things like that and I think we'll see a different Bobby Firmino for the one that we saw last season boys quickly wrap up we'll talk about the substitutes obviously Bobby Firmino Fabinho and Harvey Elliott Deej we'll start with you how impressed were you with them three Uh, so I'll carry on with Bobby as we've just been talking about it there I think I think it's obvious that what he adds to this Liverpool team and a lot of Liverpool fans last season were saying the same thing uh, when his goal drought was was ongoing uh well, you don't you don't see what else he brings to the team. He's one of the most important players on the pitch, and and that was apparent uh, this evening. I think I think when he came on, uh, he he was involved in almost everything going forward from that point onwards. Uh, so I think rating wise, I'd struggle to give him more than than a seven and a half. I think just because of the, the time restriction. Mm. But getting his goal, huge. Um, being involved as much as he was, again, huge. Getting getting that uh, exercise in his legs after coming back from. The Copper America and not having a full preseason that that'll do him the world of good. Uh, same with Fabinho. Uh, probably just give him a seven though, rather than a seven and a half. A solid performance. Uh, lived up to his nickname of, of Dyson, sucking a few things in and, and pinging <laughs> them back out again. Um, and I think for Harvey Elliott, his, his ten minute cameo it, it made me all kinds of excited for for his future. He he is a special player. Uh, I mean, I said the same thing when Curtis Jones came through and broke into the squad. I think Harvey Elliott's another level above that. I, I and he bleeds Liverpool as well. He does, I mean, yeah. He turned around yeah, and he was like, I don't care where I'm played, as long as I've got the badge on my shirt, I'll give it my all. That's definitely the kind of player that we want in our squad. And his involvement down that right-hand side, linking up with Trent and Salah and, and playing some nice little triangles around the Norwich defence there, uh, even though we, we didn't break out of that corner and create a chance from it, you can see he's, he's got the right the right mind to play in that in that right-wing position. I mean, obviously, he's not going to get there while Salah's fit or while Salah's here. Maybe he'll get a run out there when Salah's away for the AFCON. But his efforts in centre mid, absolutely perfect as well. I, I I don't really have a bad word to say about Elliot when he came on. So I think he's a solid seven for me as well. Yeah, Adam, I just want to ask quickly about Harvey Elliott. If he was, you know, signed from Borussia Dortmund for £73 million this summer, do you think uh, that the, the buzz weird, around him... Weird example. You've <laughs> would, ...would be slightly... Would you think it would be slightly specific. different? Do you think it would be slightly different, the buzz around him, compared to, to certain other players? Uh, yeah, of course. And and I think I think it's only natural, really. Um, with such... 
we get so much of our news and see so much of our information sorry from from things like twitter and 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 it feels like what what is a large majority of the fan base on twitter are part of this the the football twitter culture that is it's like signing 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 signings and that's all they care if about if you do sign someone for 80 million then no <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. exactly and that's that, that that's literally the point so if i to, to take you to take your example if if we had have signed harvey Elliott for 73 million from Borussia Dortmund you know we we'd probably already have a chant about him we'd be singing about him being you know the best winger in in the league as as a certain other club are um but you know I I think it from my perspective anyway um (laughs) it makes it that bit more special that he's that he's technically homegrown he's you know he's come through and and look, he as as again echoing what Deej said, he, he looks like a really, really special player. Um, always he, from the minute he came on, I know he, look, he didn't get too long. I think it was only about eight minutes in the end, nine minutes, something like that. He wanted the ball constantly. Um, he looked like and and it's, it's I'm, I don't know if you remember if anyone remembers Naby Keita's first game for Liverpool in the Premier mm. League against West Ham, yeah. and it looked like he'd been playing in that team for years. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way I can sort of explain it. When Harvey Elliott came on, he looked like he'd just been a part of this squad for years. Uh, he just knew exactly what, like, you know, the runs other people will be making, um, and and he fit into the system like you, you know, like like he, he, as I said, been playing there for for, for years. Upon saying that, I I think I'm sort of teetering between a six point five and a seven for him, just just because he only got it's like ten minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's, it's it's really difficult to give him more than that. Although I would love to. It's the excitement level, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. what it is. <laughs> um, so I'd say I'll 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 say a seven. I'll I'll match Deej. I'll say a seven. I think I think he'd look. He looked. He looked really really good from from what we did see of him. Um, hopefully, there's more to come. Simo, uh, just to, to follow up uh, on that one, um, Harvey Elliott, Firmino, Fabinho, not bad substitutes to come on and, and completely turn the game around, is it? It's not bad at all. It's not not bad at all. I mean, I think Adam just got so much just bang on there. I just agreed with him at almost every point there. It's absolutely superb. I mean, when I've, I've hit Harvey Elliott was signed, people would be absolutely buzzing. But because yeah. we didn't spend money on him, and it's it, like I'll go to Trent Alexander Arnold for a, for a, an example, right? Like these clubs that are buying youngsters that are the ready-made thing right now, buying nineteen and twenty-year-olds, they expect to be the ready-made thing right right now. You know, why don't you grow one and win a Champions League and a, and, and a Premier League with them, <laughs> and then you can come to us and talk about it? Um, that's, <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, so when people come, in, it's a great it's, point. It's a very great point. You know what I mean, um, we've got a future captain, future sister captain, and he's he's, he's absolutely excellent. He adapted from a midfield position as well. He's got a complete part of his game. And when I look at Harvey Elliott on a pitch, um, I just when you mentioned um, Naby Keita's debut, I had fond memories of Meg nuts because I think um, <laughs> Naby Keita made like three nut, nutmegs that game as well. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, was he did. One was with a back heel as well. He was, he was superb. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really, really excited about Harvey. I think I was worried about him sitting in a midfield position uh, and whether it was just pre-season, you know, sort of like trial sort of deal. Uh, mm. You can't really rely on, like, we're probably not going to see Ox in a false nine in a competitive match unless we're, like, clutching at straws, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad he could step into that midfield and I thought it was really, really great. He's, he's ambitious runs into the box, really excitable. Curtis Jones, like, and I think maybe... I might lean towards Deej and I think maybe this is a wee bit more of an exciting player because 
he just looks as if he just slots in it and it's just harmony, you know, and he's so young as well. What a, what a fantastic player. I've already spoken a wee bit about Bobby. Um, everybody knows how important I think he is. Fab, I rate him as the best DM in the league, uh, possibly the world. Um, he comes on, he sells us. Uh, for me, Fab and Bobby could both get an eight because we were teetering on an edge there for a little second. And I was like, oh God, we kind of maybe need another here just in case um, that ball comes over the top and lands to Pookie's uh, uh, feet. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, eights for Fab and Bobby and that, I'll give uh, Elliot a seven just because he's enthusiasm to come on. I thought it was, it was great to see that. Yeah, there we go. The future looked bright for Liverpool in the midfield with Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones. I, to be honest, cannot complain. Boys, I think that's about it for today. Liverpool are next in action on Saturday at half past 12 against Burnley, our first fixture at Anfield. Thank you all for listening and cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.